0: this is the unscripted podcast precision precision that's what we're talking about today
1: that's how i made my living yeah you know it's a it's um you know there's um precision is one of those words that's a relative term yeah it
0: depends on how you're measuring
1: yeah it depends on what you're measuring with you know the uh, you know a carpenter uses a ruler or a we call it a tape line. Yeah. And, you're
0: framing. Just get within a quarter inch. You're good. Yeah.
1: And, you know, that stuff used to drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had the guys lay in block one time for a house. I know it was for a garage. That's what it was because we always poured our walls. But if a you know, garage won't but this high off the ground, mm-hmm. you know, we'd get them to block it. And I remember the first time I saw them do this was it was a big old Huge house we're building, and they had a big old garage on it, and one corner of it was going to be about five courses high, you know, about mm-hmm. 45, 50 inches, you know, something, maybe six courses high. And uh, you ever seen them use a water level before?
0: I mean, I know what a bubble level is. That's water. but Well,
1: they they had a piece of clear gas line or like tubing, mm-hmm. and they pour, They got their grade over here, so they set their block height where they wanted this is where you're going to drive in at, right? So you, want it, you don't want it any higher than this right here. And so what they did was they put the water, they filled this tube up, right, this, this tube, and they ran it all the way around the corner, and they kept filling it up and filling it up and filling it up until the water reached that level right there at the top of that block. Well, all the way around the corner, guess what? It was still level over there even though the tube was 40 inches long or 50 inches long on that side over there because water always finds its own level. Mm-hmm. And they marked it on the wall, and that way when they came around with their course of block, they'd have a spot that they could use to level to over there. And so I say that just you know because I told them, I was like, listen, I need to think through this before you do this because I need to make sure that what you're doing is precision It's going to be precision enough for me because I certainly don't want this slab to be shallower or or lower in this back corner over here when I pour this wall, you know, pour the slab for the mm-hmm. garage floor, right. and so I'm I'm talking with the guy. He's like, it'll be perfect, and I got to thinking about the physics behind it, and I was like, as long as there's no obstruction in the tube, you know, nothing. Was that the high point? So so just think about this. So he's got this tube, right? Mm-hmm. Like just imagine a, a vacuum cleaner hose. It's clear, but it's the size of your pinky, right? Mm-hmm. And they poured water down the tube on this end where they wanted the the, the exact height to be, right? So there's this tube sticking up like this, right? So we got this tube sticking up. They poured water down the tube in a funnel, and it's going to go all the way around, right? So if you got a a hose laid like this, it's going to fill up the bottom first, Mm -hmm. and then it's going to gradually fill up both sides at the same time. Well, it's not going to matter how long this side is, right? It's just going to start in the lowest point and fill up from there up. So when it filled up to right here... It was the same level on the other side right. over there.
0: Instead of, instead of them trying to pull that string all the way across that slab.
1: Yeah. And yeah. so
0: they um, – Across the block, whatever.
1: Yeah. And so they used that to mark over there on the wall. You know, they actually used, just used the band of the house.
0: Were they using this when they were pouring the actual concrete? No, they are using it to block. Okay. To make your course a block. Okay. You
1: know, so when they turned a corner and went around –
0: Yeah, that's pretty revolution.
1: Well, and it's really actually like thousands of years old. Mm-hmm. And what it did was it allowed them to not have to work on this side and then turn to go to that side. They could get a crew working from this side mm-hmm. and meet on
0: this side, right? So yeah. it's just
1: about efficiency, right? Because right. <clears throat> you can block this side, then turn and go down that side. and, and
0: Yeah, you just got to use your string or whatever. Yeah. But still, you got to have it. Mm-hmm. Right, so
1: you got to have a, a known point to turn the corner at, yeah, right? Makes so, sense. So if you start one crew over there, that coming this way, one crew coming this way, and they meet in the corner, then you're working twice as fast, right? Yeah. And so, you know, you think about there's a lot of ways that we can define, you know, sometimes precision is one of those things that's like um, it's a uh, false pretense of precision. I'll give you an example. Uh, when I was in college, the uh, I had a car that the transmission went bad in under warranty. And so they were replacing the warranty and they gave me a rental car. And I'm not approving this okay i'm just telling you this is what what i did all right i was a stupid kid all right
0: this is his one mess up ben right exactly
1: exactly so so that now it's out but the uh
0: this is why jesus went to the cross for chris (laughs) only reason and
1: and, (laughs) he got
0: an extended car warranty and paid for it didn't have to use it Chris (laughs)
1: Chris does <laughs> not approve yeah. on a lower third. Yeah. the um, So the the I, I was in this rental car, and our parking lot, they were tearing it up and going to repave it and everything like that at the school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought, well, I'm going to try this hand-breaking thing. Is,
0: that in, is this in Danville? Yeah. Okay.
1: So I thought, I'm going to hand-break this thing. And try to spin it around, a parallel park it, right, like on the movies. So I came down the hill in,
0: in a rental, in a
1: rental, yeah. and I'm going 60 miles an hour, right down this hill. I hit the I hit the handbrake and I slid it right in between two cars and parallel parked it, just like a movie scene. And I got out thinking, I can't <laughs> believe I did that, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> and and I mean, you know, everybody's looking at you and you're just like. I did that on purpose. Well, about that time, the dean of the school was standing there. <laughs> and so he starts dressing me down. He's like, what do you think this is, Martinsville Speedway? And I, I remember thinking, like, because he's like, your mom and daddy ought to beat you with a pine bow for doing, you know, and I was like. They would it, if they was here. Well, it was so, you know, so years later, all my buddies still pick at me with this phrase. And that, because. When he said that, I was like, "It's a rental,"
0: and and, <laughs> and, and so so oh, the good. no wrong one, that would have been it. And so
1: for years, you know, they would because they they were there when it happened. You know, they would it's do, a rental. It's a rental. Well, it appeared to be precision. I get, I got lucky,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: I just got lucky. And could I do it again today? Probably not, right? You know, but. Well, I'm not going to do it because <laughs> I'm I'm also over twice that age now, Ben, and so I realized how stupid that was. Yeah,
0: so my our German Shepherd he's got you know he loves fetching after a ball. I mean, there is nothing he'd rather do. Well, he just he takes a tennis ball and he just crushes them immediately because his jaw is so strong. So we get him a Kong, and which is just a a big old massive rubber you know thing. You might as well have bought him a thing of steel, you know. And so he's had this thing like ten months, and I was examining it the other day. Uh, and it's just barely got one little line that's messed up on it, but it it is, I mean, he is going to break it, but he just, you talk about jaw pressure and it helps his jaw pressure, but so what he, all he wants to do is us throw this thing. He'll bring it back 500 times. And, uh, but you have to, you have to do this with him or he'll tear up other stuff. He has to get that energy out. Right. And kinda of like, you know, so you some kids you know.
1: Send, right. <laughs> so do you have to send Carson to him out? Like go throw the ball with the Go dog. throw
0: go go you go spend seven minutes with him, do at least fifteen throws, you mm-hmm. know. Right. Just to get him more down. Mm-hmm. Cause he he'll chase the he'll chase the uh the foiler around the yard oh, the and little. just don't get tired. Oh right, yeah. right, right. So it's like case go out there and go do seven rounds with him, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And he's just wide open. Right. But anyways so throwing this thing there's a bucket out in the yard that, like, Camille would put, like, sand, you kid would put a sand in or whatever. Yeah, a little sand pail. Yeah, a little sand bucket or whatever. I throw this Kong one time. It hits one of the uh, the wires up on the satellite wires or whatever, cable TV wires. Hits a wire, bounces once, and lands right in the bucket. And it's like... I I could not do that again ever if I I ever tried. Right, it's a dude
1: perfect shot.
0: Yeah, super lucky. It's like, why didn't you have this on camera like – you would have been a YouTube star if somebody had had that on camera. You should have said, oh, "Yeah, this was the." Before 90s. you did that, you should have said, "Hey, bubble, watch this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. If
1: I did that, if I said that, that automatically determines yeah. that you'll die or maim yourself anytime you start any kind of heroic event. By y'all, watch this. You're fixing to go. It's going to turn out bad for you.
0: Yeah, that's the curse word. I remember going through sniper school and talking about precision, and um, and it was a uh, we were just our department like. You just sometimes they might need an extra sniper on a call, and sometimes you might need an extra entry guy on a call, and so you, we were just kind of we wanted to be multi, you know, purpose people or whatever. Swiss Tra- Army knives, yeah, trained in a lot of different ways. So, um, I remember when some military guys come out uh when we were when we were doing it because we were training a military base and. um and this guy was with the Department of Energy, and I'm gonna be careful about all the stuff I talk about, you know. But these guys protected the nuclear stuff, and they were um, former SEALs and different guys like that. Well, well, he he was talking to us, and he said, uh, he said, "Hey, you know, y'all, we got fifty thousand rounds we we'll have to shoot in the next four days." He's like, "Y'all want to come help us?" <laughs> we're like, <laughs> yep. "No, right. no, no, we don't want to." So, <laughs> right. yeah, so what we did, but um, they showed us some cool things, but. Their six 600 yard shots they're they're not having to hit you know they're not trying to hit a fifty cent piece yeah fifty cent piece a, a military sniper if he hits some guy in the arm or the leg or whatever it's it's a it's a sniper hit law enforcement when you're training for for precision we didn't even shoot past like 300 yards because we're not gonna be at those distances because you need to be able to see right. Well, you know what's going on. Yeah, a person
1: three hundred yards away looks like a Lego man. Right, and so even in a scope. Yeah, and know?
0: so like, well, you know, most cases, like you're going to be within a hundred yards. Well, well, we had to shoot. All we You'd had be that sh- far away. You think? Huh?
1: You'd be that far away?
0: Sometimes, yeah, but uh, I mean, hundred yards isn't far. No, it's not. Across the parking lot, you know.
1: But it was real far for Georgia and Ohio State, <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who did North Carolina play in their ball?
1: Man, Oregon, and they coughed it up in the last thirty seconds. I mean, that was just a frog hair away from a ten-win season.
0: Craziness. So, anyways, yeah, we just played Clemson. They're not really a good team. They're they're just an ACC champion. What was
1: funny was now all the talks like Dabo's washed up and all. You know, you know the. When they, when they lose three times, you know, they, yeah. they've lost. They just couldn't kick a field goal. When they've lost eight times in the last five years or something like that, it's like, mm-hmm. this guy stinks.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I know. I hope that I can't wait till they start saying all that about saving, yeah. you know. Oh, the, I'm gonna he's tell, washed up.
1: I'm going to tell you, they just ain't. You know they, you know what they're going to do? They're going to dig the bear up and and scrape some DNA off of him and get some off of saving and breed something in the middle is what they're going to do. Yeah, you they're
0: going to try to get as precise of a coach as they can. <laughs> but anyways, in law enforcement, you know, we were just shooting a – a two inch circle, at a hundred yards, but but we had to, you had to run and do that under stress. We had to sprint and um and, and come back. But you know, in law enforcement, you're shooting for flaccid paralysis, like so. That's what a fancy term? So What's what that, that mean? means is 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 um to the point that you shoot you shoot somebody with with a precise headshot, not just hitting their face or whatever, mm-hmm. but you got to hit the t zone. And I'm not going to explain all that out, but you got to hit in this T zone to where the body, even if they're holding a the hostage with a firearm, that when whenever you take that shot, that their finger can't even pull the trigger anymore because you have you have stopped all all triggers of firing. Whenever you hit, you've
1: disabled their. You've mechanics. disabled the
0: mechanics of their body, right? And that it had to be that precise. And um, and so this guy was talking to us, you know, with the Department of Energy. He's like, "No, we just." All they're trying to do is in military. You're just trying to alter what somebody's doing. You know, if a if a terrorist is shooting at you, we, you just don't want him to be able to shoot an RPG at you anymore. Right? You know, we've taken him out of the fight.
1: Yeah, whether because it's a because we bicep we, blow or a yeah, forearm exactly. Yeah, like mm-hmm.
0: and um and so but there's just a different kind of precision, but it's for you know different things. And so, um, well
1: that and that's true. And you know, and and so you think about in our Christian lives, right? The Lord requires precision in in so many different ways. Let me see if I can explain this. What he does is, um, so for example, he He requires the Christian to be precise in seeking souls, mm-hmm. right? So you've got to be precise. And what that means is, is that you got to be focused, right? you got to be focused on being about his business. But the precision, you know, your target then is imprecise. So that means that there's no like optics on a certain person you know it's it's beat the bushes and shoot the rabbits that run out is what you're doing
0: right some of our prayers are shotgun prayers and some of them are sniper shots
1: yes exactly right
0: i mean i I can remember praying for a child who had been born at 25 weeks yeah and like praying for for his liver to to function correctly i remember praying for you know all these precise things about his little body and uh you know to be happening and and um you know, sometimes you do that and you know, sometimes we're just like, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your many blessings, whatever. Yeah, right. Please bless
1: the sick. Right. And,
0: Help Bob to have a ready recollection. In Jesus' name, <laughs> we're ready to eat. Right. You know?
1: Bless this food fried and yeah. the Skittles afterwards. <laughs> you know to the, to Sometimes
0: I can't pray. I can't I can't pray for cinnamon rolls you know blessed they're nourishing our body anymore lord but, we're reminded of cinnamon rolls and how great your goodness is right
1: <laughs> the you know the what was it the other day i've made reference to your honey bun sermon probably 15 times oh, and we were i was helping my neighbor pull off uh his his ha- back of his i probably ought not tell his business but anyways i was helping my neighbor he's mm-hmm. just he just needed some serious reconstruction work on his mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. and his wife was out there and um the um, we we're talking and i was telling her about you know the the she was going to get us some snacks we've been out there since early in the morning and we it was like twelve one o'clock mm-hmm. and she was like let's go get some snacks and liam hollered can you get a honey bun mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, uh i said um i know where there's 200 of them at liam i said and uh she said, "Why would you know where two hundred of them ran?" And so I, I used to tell the story of the, you know, your honey bun sermon. Mm-hmm. sermon yeah. yeah. And and uh, so the, you know, this idea of precision, you know, that we have in our lives. There's a, you, you know, the Lord. We can't fumble through Christianity. You Can't you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, these Star Wars movies. Is that what is? Star Wars movies, right? You ever watched any of them before?
0: Uh kinda. I know, like, like the guys.
1: Well, the guys that are the the bad guys that dress in the white, yeah. you know, plastic. I don't even uh, remember what they Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Storm like, I mean, it's the, you know, you don't find out to the new series, the ones that really stink, the new Star Wars movies, that they're all kind of bred.
0: Yeah, everybody's yeah. like, you shoot like a stormtrooper. Yeah, because yeah. these
1: guys never hit anything. It. You know boom, what boom, I mean? Boom. Like, like so, if you see a hundred stormtroopers, you're like, oh. Whew. I'm glad. And you
0: some know, of you older guys, too, if you watch the A team, <laughs> yeah, exactly. they never shot anybody. They would fire 100 rounds. I know it, man. Nobody well, ever got shot. Yeah, exactly. Nobody got killed in the A team yeah, exactly. that I remember.
1: Yeah, and so you go through and you look at this, and most people, unfortunately, I should say most people, there's certainly a portion of people that treat Christianity like they're stormtroopers. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to fire, you yeah, know, and right. I was watching this. Um, this guy you know trying to teach people how to shoot and he was showing the different mechanics and one guy was like trying to shoot like this right here mm-hmm. you know and the guy was telling him he's like you know what you know what that means when you shoot like this he's like no he's like you're dead yeah cuz somebody's shooting back at you too
0: and there's only there's only one time when that's better and that's if you're that's if you're running away if you're a, um we taught our guys whenever so, an active shooter thing when the situation goes in, you want guys going in, but you really you want a team of three or a team of four, and you got three guys who are running in a t the the back guy if you're trying to run and have your have your gun up like this, the mechanics are not as good, but when you're running backwards the the natural oh. you can naturally hold your arm this way better, and it's just just a cover thing anyways so there's a time there is a time
1: there's a time to do it and, and you know Aiden was telling me you know Aiden went up there to the camp this last week I couldn't go and and um he went up to the camp and and he you know they shoot left-handed mm-hmm. you know I me and Aiden and Liam and I, I don't know Bo he's not quite old enough to where he can really get the mechanics of shooting down good yeah. yet but Aiden and Liam like Aiden shoots a 12 gauge Liam shoots a 20 gauge and Aiden and all of us are right eye—I mean, right-handed—but left eye dominant. So Aiden, he's going to pull his gun up and he's going to swing right. So this this group of ducks come by, and he's trying to head off the first one. Well, the first one, the the the, the little flock, you know, kind of like turns towards him at a, at a right time. Well, he misses the one he's shooting after, and boom, knocks down three with one shot.
0: And he's like meant to do that.
1: Yeah, and I. I chip, I've never done it before. I mean, the I'm lucky to chip shoot chip off one the of them. old
0: block right there.
1: <laughs> right. the uh, I've never, I come have a hard enough time shooting one. But the.
0: Now, this ain't one of them situations where you're in a dove field and like three people shoot and then one guy jumps up.
1: <laughs> no, he ain't the one that I, hit nothing. Because, you know, they said that day they were just piling in there. It was just when yeah. they jam up. Because it was, it was so cold, there was only a little bit of water. Mm-hmm. So, them ducks were just trying to get in the water. That yeah. one little water one hole. One little yeah. water hole, and everything else was iced up. And so, you 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 were just kind of skillet shot, you know, like shooting fish in a barrel. Well, you know, Tom said he shot two with one shot, and uh, but Aiden, they said they've never seen anybody shoot three with one shot before. Oh,
0: dare I?
1: But it's a, it's literally uh, a luck yeah. exactly you know it's literally like it's like if you take a guy sh- hunting the deer hunting the first time and he shoots a 18 point buck with mm-hmm. a score of 225 or something like that, he may as well just stop yeah you know what i mean it's like
0: yeah well Aiden stafford knocked down a they took him like two or three years ago uh paul and john Nix did knocks down a a bird with like a 11 inch beard and like inch and a half inch spurs yeah that's it you know that's that's the end of it, yeah, kid, it doesn't it's not gonna get any better, right, I know,
1: yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> you'll spend the rest of your life and it won't yeah and and so you know sometimes you can get lucky, right, but the Lord never wanted us to run on luck, he wanted no. us to run on intentions, yeah, and so that's why I'll say things like, for example, be precise, let your light shine before men that they'll see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven, so you've got a responsibility. Then to figure out how to be precise in your life, mm-hmm. because if you just think, "Lord, I'm gonna let you make the cases for me," you know what you're doing is you're asking him to, to you put it on the T and let me know when it's there. Let me, you know, put it on the T and send me the email for tea time. It don't work that way, mm-hmm. and and so, you know, when you think about these snipers, for example, you know, like my brother, he's a you know record holder for s- shooting. And it ain't just as simple as putting your crosshairs on the target and hitting the bullet, I mean, hitting and pulling the trigger. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of things that you got to understand before you can really hit the mark. And, you know, that's why the Lord wants us to understand that that there's this growth process you have to go through. There's a lot of things you need to understand before you can really hit the mark. It ain't just believing in Jesus. It ain't just being happy about Jesus. It ain't just, you know, a lot of people want to hear about jesus but they don't want to hear from jesus
0: yeah i remember um we we're setting up to, to build something in your shop and we we're making a jig and for those of you who don't know what a jig is it's just something to help you um mass produce something in a precise way yeah repeat the process repeat the process and yeah but there's a lot of things you can do on the front end that will help you on the back end that yeah and you think about that with precision i mean with of course, we're going to naturally talk about shooting, and um, but there's a there's a lot of things that that if you do those if you do those things, the the effects of one or, or two feet from the barrel, it's not going to make that big of a difference. But you go six hundred meters down, you go six hundred yards away. Yeah, you're
1: you're it's it's cataclysmic.
0: Yeah, it's you're you're going to miss the target, and That's right. and so the adjustments that you make now. Will help your precision way down the road, Mm -hmm. and and sometimes you know that's that's part of planting seeds that you know that you you plant seeds in people's lives. They may not care about the gospel today, but something may happen four years later, and and that's happening right now in our congregation. Seeds that have been planted in a family's life, and and I said, I said, you know, I've been around that person at their workplace. In 2008, I have him not been around them since 2020. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times that, you know, built a relationship with this person and and continued to invite them to church, but they, you know, they wouldn't come or whatever. Well, the the cool thing is, is the relationship that we built from, you know, 2017 to 2020 is that when they walked through our doors in 2022, it was just an automatic hug. Yeah. Well, it, because of the precision of things that had happened way down the road, I don't know if this person – where they're at, but I know right now they're going through a struggle.
1: And, and I had the same scenario, and we may be even talking about the same person, but I called this person, somebody in their family that's a member of the church mm-hmm. last night, because they email, I, you know, you did the right thing Sunday when you said, hey, if you want a copy of the Mary thing, mm-hmm. don't tell Chris, text him or email him. Yeah, Probably text is a lot Going to be a get you that'll be a lot more precise. Just don't
0: send Chris a long text expecting to read it all, (laughs) right? Uh, You know what I do? Chris needs one sentence text.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. You know I look on my watch, and so I get about the first two lines on my watch. (laughs) I know,
0: and then then after that, it's like, ugh. Chris's reasonableness with precision is not with text messages. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's not. And so, but this this lady, she's not a member of the church person text, uh, email me last night. We were sitting there and, uh, I'd forgotten my tablet, so I was using my laptop for our, our, uh, Bible time mm-hmm. character thing, you know? And so how's that
0: going in your family?
1: You know what we'd, I'll talk about it in a minute. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Go ahead with your story.
1: The, uh, so I got the email from her and she's like, Hey, can you send me the Mary? Mm -hmm. uh the this the study guide or whatever i can't remember how she phrased it so i sent it to her you know just sent her encouraging note like hey i'm so glad you're studying kind of told her to you know Mm -hmm. general breakdown you know how you know this is one for every week and and just two paragraphs you know and um i'm a long-winded speaker but a short-winded typer Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) and and the, the so i immediately called her son and i was like hey Just want you to know. I hope
0: we're talking about. uh, Yeah, we're probably talking about the same person.
1: Your mama um, reached out to Mm -hmm. me and um, uh, he's like, Man, you can't believe how much it. He said, That just sends cold chills up my spine. He said, I just can't. You can't imagine how important that is to me. I said, He said, I can't do it alone. I said, Just understand by me calling you, I'm telling you that I can't do this alone. Right. Right. You're going to have to be in this. So I said, You work on the front end and i'll work on the back end or however you want mm-hmm, to do it mm-hmm. and um so you know that's a po- very positive thing you know that you see there and you know tonight we're going to start a, a i'm starting a study with another one of our sisters and her and one of her friend, uh some kind of dog can do her they came to our trunk retreat
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know those were those were things that we were precise so right. you think about this our trunk retreat, what we did was we made it Precise, we're going to work on evangelism, right? But we didn't set optics on, you know, we got like you go to some of these hunting places here, and I've just never had to deal with any of this stuff, so it may be common to people here. But you know, where I come from, it's just a lot of big deer, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so down here, there's not as many. Not down here. So they have these rules like if you shoot anyone smaller than this, yeah. you have to, there's a fine you have to pay. Right. You know, you, you've seen these things before, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it don't work that way you know with the lord you know you you he's giving you the command and what it is is as you seek right you seek and save the lost and there is no big rack little rack guys that you're after you're after anything that you can get a hold of well you know we're going to start a study tonight with um this lady and that was a seed that was planted because we were sitting optics on it at our trunk retreat. Mm-hmm. Precision. Yeah, you think like like you think about people may think that's a foolish thing. Like, did you hear what Taylor said?
0: Um, Going to of, Heritage? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, like, like, yeah, we were
0: having those conversations. In fact, Heritage wasn't even on. You talk. This is a great precision story because, you know, so so Taylor uh, has been a Christian a little over a year now, doing awesome things, and uh, well, he he wanted to further his stuff with, he just really wanted to go all in with Jesus just a lot more. And, and so he, he had on his mind, uh, you know, one school of preaching or, or a Christian university. And, and so we were just kind of going through the pros and cons of that. I'm gonna tell you something, Kirk, I hope somebody shares this with Kirk brothers, <laughs> but, uh, but Kirk brothers come out on the stage to give his two minute spill. You know, they get a, you know, time slot or whatever you, you pay. Know Kirk? pay for a time slot. Yeah. And, um, somewhat yeah a little bit anyways he uh so he said um he come out and he's like you know all these other people are talking about their universities or whatever and he comes out and he's like if ministry is your thing like we're the deal you know we're and so anyways he sold it to taylor just because of the precision that he talked about with with ministry and the and that whole focus and um and he's like all right that's where i'm going
1: but the story you know I mean, it's it's because the the idea of precision is that it started a long time ago mm-hmm. with prayer. I mean? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so you you think about all those things. You know, we we're going to have this trunk retreat. We're going to get. We want to be focused with people that come. You know, all these things that lead up to now. Yeah. You know, we've got a guy. The 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 Lord has worked on his heart through the gospel so much that he's quit his job and wants to go into full time yeah, ministry. A,
0: a friend of a of a a wife of a coworker
1: invited into church had
0: come to a trunk or treat. Yeah, and wasn't even a member, and yeah. invites him. And what there's a we've got a story about a, a trunk or treat evangelism. I think where yeah. it's on our thing. You can look that up. And um, yeah, so it's kind of the joke around now with Taylor. He get he cracks up because we talk about trunk <laughs> or treat so much with him. But, but it's it's a it's a precise and I tell story talk, that yeah, we, he came over
1: to eat supper, uh, not supper dinner, with us. Sunday for, mm-hmm. for New Year's, you know, your traditional yeah. peas and all that, you yeah. know, just get made up. and um, the. Um, so, you know, you think about that, and, and I told Taylor, I was like, Taylor, he's like, everybody was asking me to want to hear my story, and I was like, Taylor, I was like, don't, that, that's just foolishness that the world wants to get caught up in. I said, they want to hear the story about the meth head that was laying in the ditch and somebody stopped him and mm-hmm. taught him the gospel. I was like, Taylor, I was like, let me tell you, those stories exist but they are so hard mm-hmm. they are so hard and I don't mean that you shouldn't focus on those guys but they are so hard because what happens is those guys that have those all those problems they're very it's it's very hard to overcome those problems I mean it's just a, it's they just have so many challenges in their life and I'm not saying that there can't be because literally I had a family stay with me last weekend that we can that that we converted that were is, was in that situation so I'm not saying that it can't be. I said, so, Taylor, don't feel like your story is not profound. I was like, you just always remember this one thing. I was this way, and now I'm this way, and the only thing in the middle was the gospel. Yeah. That's the only thing that changed.
0: Hey, me. the Ethiopian eunuch had a great life going for him. Cornelius had a great life going for him. They both needed Jesus. That's right. They were both pro- profound leaders and yep, yep. and were good, were good overall men. Yep. And had a lot of things going for him, and so you know, Taylor's one of those guys that I see. You know that even though he had he wasn't perfect, and he he needed Jesus too. That, but you know, he he kind of had his life together in a lot of ways. Yeah, from the outside right. looking in, but he still needed Christ.
1: But and and what I say is this: is that like, there don't when you're talking about being precise, be precise with th- this one thing. Like, I'm going to be my life is going to have laser focus, and that. I'm going to
0: serve the Lord. Yeah, and being intentional about things. That's right. I'm yeah.
1: going to serve the Lord. And that doesn't mean that that like if you're if you have a servant, he doesn't wake up in the morning and like, you know, like some people eat fish for breakfast. I don't eat fish for breakfast. You know no. you get what
0: I'm saying? Mm-mm. You know like when, it's rare.
1: Yeah, Jesus is cooking fish for the guys in John 21 mm-hmm. for breakfast. Well, you know why he was doing that? Cuz that's probably what they ate for breakfast, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want something that had a snout. For breakfast you got what i'm saying like like i don't even want a cow for
0: breakfast you know i yeah. want
1: bacon or something. that
0: salt. was off limits for them then yeah, that's right but hooved, hooved animals pigs
1: but what i what i'm getting at is that a servant just doesn't just show up and say hey i fixed your fish this morning yeah you know i got you i, I got you this plate of brussels sprouts you know that's right. that, I,
0: that i and hey speaking of that we we need your help with with this podcast of being intentional about sharing Sharing episodes that are that uh do something for you that trigger something with you in your life, and we need you to be intentional too, just leaving us a comment too, because that that helps our thread and helps uh being what's it called, our algorithms and uh those kind of things to help us get the word out. Of it. So if this podcast does stuff for you, and so there was a there was a precision. I'm we're up there at exposure youth camp in Huntsville and i'm I just did a well i was blessed to get to help co-teach a singing class and um at exposure at exposure and uh anyway well, the right one for that well anyways they were we were we just gotten done and and uh i was doing something all of a sudden here comes this kid and he's like man i love the podcast i'm like you're like 15 like yeah i'm who, telling you I, who are listen, you
1: i had a guy andrew compton you know, he, he's one of – I saw him at family camp this year, his daddy.
0: That I think that's him. Th- this is the same kid? That's the guy. That's the kid, yeah. Th- that's the kid. So, Andrew, you, you said – so here's your shout-out yeah. on, the, on the podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: because he, he texted Liam. He was like, can you get your dad to give us a shout-out, on me a shout-out? I was like <laughs> – and he told me, and he was – I said, you're going to have to text me Tuesday because I will forget if you yeah. don't text me. Well, you know, you think about this. So – this idea of being precision, there's a blessing in some things with this because what the Lord says, I, I'll give you an example, all right? So a buddy of mine, Andy Warden, owned a gun store back home, right? Mm-hmm. And one night we're like, um, he's like, let me show you this scope, and I can't remember who made it. But, like, you can just download the app, and you can see what he's seeing or they can see what you're seeing through the scope, right? So you you take the scope, and he's like, watch this. So you put it on the target, boom, boom. It's got a range finder, tells you how far away it is. You shoot it, you pull the trigger, boom. Wherever it's off, you cursor up and over to that spot. You got me? Mm -hmm. And then what? It you lock in on your bullseye, click. That's bullseye. So you got to
0: have your gun locked in, right? Your
1: gun's locked in, boom, right? Yeah. You got your target, right? You lock in on your target. I mean your your bullseye, right? What you're gonna shoot at? Click. You cursor up and over whatever Mm -hmm. direction you got to go to where the hole went through at. And it does all the calculations for you. Yeah. Next next trigger
0: pull, boom. Should be right on.
1: Boom. Boom. So what, what here's the blessing is that we've got technology yeah. that helps fix our. our
0: Till the batteries run out. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: they, they fix our problem. Well, Jesus fixes mm-hmm. ours. Yeah. So, so you know, the, the up and over with the cursor is Jesus now because what he wants is he wants you to be shooting for the target. And his grace is what pulls us, moves the target for us
0: yeah there here's something that um and I don't want to read this whole story, but jesus told this this uh the parable of the laborers in, in matthew twenty yeah it's a great one and and one thing that you know that this is what he, you know he calls us to he calls us to to precision to to be people who are who are active and are working, and he says the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for the vineyard. When they had agreed with the laborers for a Daenerys a day, he sent them into his vineyard. Then he goes out the third hour and he saw others, and here's the point I want to make. He saw others standing idle in the marketplace. They weren't they weren't doing anything really with their lives. Right. And and so they're not
1: That's that's everybody in the world.
0: Yeah, you got people who are um you got people who are in the marketplace who were sellers. Right. Well, they're not standing idle. That's right. And, and then he, so he says, Hey, you go into the vineyard and whatever's right, I'll give you. So they went. So then he goes up the sixth hour and did likewise in the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing idle. And he said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. So he said, you also go into the vineyard and whatever's right, you receive anyways, the, the right time to start being precise in your life is today
1: it's right now it's
0: it's at this hour
1: yeah i mean i had a conversation with a guy that i've known for a long time and the um, two, you know i had a conversation with him a month ago and then he called me back he's like hey you know i really want to be focused with my life mm-hmm. and the with evangelism he's like so give me some pointers you know so we talked through some things and i was like hey you know you, you he he lives south of nashville and they it's about 300 member congregation and mm-hmm. i was like I was like, for starters, like you got guys and girls. I said, but you got folks in your congregation right now. That I don't even have to, to to ask, is this true? But I know you have people that are wives or husbands that are not Christians in your congregation mm-hmm. that are there. I said, start there. Cause he's like, man, I don't even know nobody. I just moved here. I was like, it didn't matter. I was like, that's your door. Yeah. I was like, just go say, hey, uh, Bob, <laughs> you're not a Christian. Don't say that. But, you know, yeah. I, I recognize Bob's not a Christian. Hey, Bob, I'm new here. And, uh, I don't have, you know. Let's just go get some lunch. Go get some know? lunch, right? You know,
0: just tell me about the place. And then you, know? you go, hey, tell me about the church. Tell me about your Christian walk. Tell yeah. me about these things, and you yeah. get to know those things. And yeah, look, and, wait, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to start making. In fact, it's really a. It's really not smart to start making sniper shots um, immediately, as far as uh, pointing out things that you think are wrong in somebody's life.
1: And I told him, you know, he asked me, he's like, well, well you know, how do I segue into that conversation, you know, about the, I was like, you just do it. Mm -hmm. I was like, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to do stupid stuff for a while. I said, you're going to, you're going to say something dumb. You know, you're going to, it's just going to take time. I was like, but Mm -hmm. don't, don't let the first one, you know, like, uh, uh, Zach sent my brother, sent me a picture of a a high point, right? I may have showed you this high point
0: gun. Yeah. Rifle. Don't buy one.
1: (laughs) It had Bob, it had a stack of squib loads in the barrel this long. High point makes a rifle? It was it was a high point rifle, and that may have been a – it was a stubby barrel, you know, like a 16-inch or something like that. Yeah. So they may make one for an AR or something like that, but it was it had a stack of bullets. You could see the lines, right, or projectiles yeah. in there that long, okay? So you know that guy, first time he pulled the trigger, he's like, man, I missed a target. You know, I, 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 I always wondered how close he got – Cause you know, like you know, you get a little closer and a little closer. Cause I'm like, well, if you don't hit the target, you know, you're way yeah. off, right? Yeah. So you just get a little. You try to adjust it in a little bit. Look, well, maybe I saw dirt kick up over there. I always wondered how close that guy got before he said, "Maybe I'll have to unscrew the barrel." And 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 or or unscrew yeah, the barrel. Don't look
0: down at the. Don't look down at the wrong way.
1: Yeah, he unscrews the barrel and look and sees the back end of a bullet, and and mm-hmm. they saw it in half, and you could see that many. Whatever, you know, 10, 12 inches worth of bullets stacked in there. He had shot it that many times. Well, at
0: least the barrel stayed up together. That's rare to hear.
1: Well, I thought it was crazy too. And, but I mean, you can Google it and see it. And, and it's just an amazing thing. Well, you know, what you're saying is a very true thing. Like, don't, don't draw, don't think you're going to go out there and shoot 600 yards. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to do that. Get your
0: fundamentals down.
1: Yeah. Just get your mechanics of shooting down. You know, just get your, uh, you know that's what the, that's the only way you can be precise is is to practice and
0: there's there's things uh so you talked about this uh earlier that shooting stand, yes, you know and, and so there's there's things that you can put in your life where you're at that will help you be real precise way down the road, one is who you surround yourselves with? Absolutely, you know. You, you lay down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. Evil company. everything. Evil company corrupts good morals, good I, habits. I'm
1: telling you, like I've thought about that. There's a guy that I'm. You know, we've been kind of texting back and forwards. You know, and I used that verse First Corinthians fifteen thirty three, mm-hmm. and we were talking about like, you know, we usually think about well, when Paul wrote that, he's thinking about the people that the Corinthians surrounded themselves with. Well, well you know what? We surround ourselves with so much stuff today. It ain't just people I mean like you think about how much social media bombards us with oh, stuff man. makes us think bad about people that have different political persuasions than us makes us think mm-hmm. bad about people that have different ideology than us I mean you're getting influences from so many ways and so you, you stack the deck against you when you start doing that stuff
0: yeah second Corinthians 6 uh, 14 don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers yeah and and so you know there's who you're gonna marry is gonna is gonna it's going to help uh, or hinder your trajectory way down the road, and uh, I mean it is it is so so precise and important, you know, that that you pick a spouse that's that's um that's, you know that it's the way that God wants, and there that's one thing that that I have people say as far as in their marriage, um, in their wedding vows, and to live together, you know, are you are you committing to live together as God commanded? Well, that's a that's a shotgun fire that will eventually will bring about some some precision points in their life later on down the road because you know you think if if a twenty year old or twenty two or twenty five year old you know gets married or whatever the, the immaturity of somebody in their mindset potentially and
1: they think they're mature
0: and they think I'm I think I'm mature you know right. it takes when a man, about twenty
1: years to realize you're not
0: when a man thinks he stands, take heed lest he fall right, and so it's are you. Are you committing to live together as God commanded? Well, that, that encompasses the New Testament. Yeah. And uh, and your rules are going to change. You think about it, if you have kids, new set of rules. New set of – everything changes.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you go along.
0: And so the, – The way that you love is going to – it's going to change trajectory. Uh, I, I'm sorry, what you're asked – the way that you're asked to, to love. Because, you know, there's a – I know of a guy who – Got married within the first six months, his wife gets Lou Gehrig's disease. Well, she lives twenty years. He spent the next twenty years serving her. Picked her up every day, bathed her every day, fed her by, by hand every single day. Like he I'm sure that that his his love story in his mind was was not Lou Gehrig's disease for oh, his yeah. spouse, you know. And right. so the the things that, that he was able to do and not do, but I mean he served her. I mean, you talk about an example of a, of somebody who's, who's lived it. And he's a member of the church, you know? And, um, it's, it's a powerful, powerful thing. And, and so there's, when if you get a vice that's going to hold your gun in the right spot, and that's, that's being, that's being, that's who you choose your friends. You know, we talk about that top five people in your life and, but you choose things that are going to give you stability where you're at for whenever you're firing those rounds I mean, it changes everything. How much you say that that boss or whatever that gun stand was eighteen hundred bucks? Eighteen hundred bucks. <laughs> you think? Well, how does that change? You know, a, a, a gun. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah,
1: and so you, you know, like the the when Paul's writing this letter to the Galatians and. You know the the Galatian letter deals with a lot of the Judaizing stuff that would happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's one of the earlier letters, and so you'll see that those things are going to kind of phase out in the church. It won't be written about later on. You know the the you know as as Gentiles are coming into the church and the Jews are are kind of coming along behind Paul, saying you got to keep the old law and you got to do these things. And so so what he wants you to do this idea that Paul is saying is don't be moved away from your focus. Yeah. You know, don't don't in Galatians five and verse one he says, stand fast. That's being precise. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. So he's saying, Be precise, live your life in a very important way. You gotta hold on, but you're free. Right? So so if you do these things the way the Lord tells you to do, you're free. And don't be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. You know what a yoke just like the one we got right down the hallway right here. Mm-hmm. It makes you go a certain way. Yeah. It makes you go a certain way. He says, You can't do that. So he goes on and says, like in verse seven, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion doesn't come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Oh yeah, it does. And he's he's trying to get him to see that like you can't you move off of your target or what you need to do. Then you're going. It's will continue to rise. That's what you're talking about with this trajectory. When mm-hmm. you miss the mark just a little bit, the further out you're shooting, the further out you're shooting, the farther off you're going to be.
0: Yeah. The, and and for our young listeners that don't know eleven, uh, that's if you put if you if your granny's making biscuits and she put some yeast in those things. It's a difference between a cracker and a biscuit. Yeah, flat bread <laughs> versus something that's rose. Right, and so you, it just takes a little bit of yeast, a little bit of leaven, and it'll make the whole thing rise up. Uh, and and that's why this is a this is a powerful thing. Uh, and I don't remember if it was you that brought it up to me. If but, it was real
1: smart, it probably won't be.
0: Yeah, no, but it. But talking about, um, you know, whenever they would, the the Lord's supper was it. Was it, uh, you know, when Jesus instituted Lord's Supper? You know, wine. Was it? Was it grape juice or was it oh, yeah. actual wine? Well, the the fact that they were supposed to get all that leaven out of their house right. for the Passover meant that you could not have fermentation. You couldn't have yeast in your in your wine, and right. so therefore you couldn't have. Yeah, because you yeast- couldn't have you couldn't have alcoholic wine at that point.
1: Right, and and you just think about that very thing. Like, there's a few. There are few Jewish things that they did in Jesus' day that have made it all the way to today.
0: Yeah, and and so, but what had happened? God telling them fifteen hundred years before about the Passover pre- prevented uh, prevented us from from knowing. I mean, it, it makes it to where okay, it's clear, right? It's clear fifteen hundred years later that whenever Christ is instituting the Lord's Supper, that he's and when, and when it says wine, it's just talking about it's talking about grape juice there yeah. because there's, there could be no yeast in it.
1: And so, you know, well, here we are 2,000 years, some change removed from the cross, right, mm-hmm. or from the institution of the Lord's Supper, as it were. And, you know, that is one of the very few Jewish that, that true Orthodox Jews do today. When they go through the, the process, they will still remove all the – they'll go through the ceremonial unleavening of their house. Now, just think about that. Very few of those things have survived 2,000 years, but that one was such an important one and such a profound one because they realized what it meant in their lives that this this subtle change changes us forever, and they still do that today, and that's just about being precise, being being pointed with the way that you're going to live your lives. Yep. So that's why Paul would say in, in finishing that chapter 5, verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you have your eyes it, it, it's you uh, i when Aiden was little, I would take him hunting deer hunting, and I'd let him carry a little twenty two rifle with him, right
0: yeah, and I'd say- I've I done the same thing to my kids, and he would be unloaded then,
1: yeah and and we'll get in the woods, and he'll say like we'll be sitting there, you know deer hunting is nowhere near as exciting as duck hunting, right, and the reward's a lot better, but the waiting is terrible. So we're sitting in the woods and you know, we come from just big oaks or everywhere. And he's sitting there and he's like, Daddy, there's a squirrel right there. I'm like, okay. He's like, Let's shoot that squirrel. I was like, son, we're deer hunting. He's like, I can shoot my twenty two. I said, Aiden, if you shoot that deer, that squirrel with your twenty two, we're no longer deer hunting. We're now squirrel hunting. He said, Well, well, there ain't no deer. I said, We gotta be patient, son you got to be patient. You're deer hunting. You're not squirrel hunting. Once you shoot the squirrel, you're now squirrel hunting. So Paul says, walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you keep in mind what you're being precise with, that my life has got to be this precise way, then all the other stuff that you're going to want to fill it with will fall by the wayside. You know, all of a sudden, new trucks and fancy houses and Keeping up with the Joneses and all that stuff, whatever your vice is, none of that stuff really matters anymore, and it do it and, and it and it matters so little, you don't even care to talk about it. You know, it's not even an important. It doesn't even come up on the radar anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he says, "You walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you if you're on the spirit right. road, there is no flesh on the spirit road. You've died to that. You've died to that that life.
0: And it and it changes the trajectory of everything. That's and, right. And so." Um, I don't, I don't want to like stay on this horse, but it's just a, it's just a good principle thing for us because the the Jews would not have had a, it wouldn't have been a big issue to them whether or not alcohol would have been acceptable at the time of the Passover in Jesus's day. Yeah. And so while there would have probably been some people getting drunk or whatever, it different well, that's always gonna be the case. Always the case. But today, people are looking at the Bible, and they're going, well, is it okay? You know, the Bible doesn't say that, that, you know, drink is a sin. It says getting drunk is a sin. And so, oh, well, Jesus, you know, he used, you know, wine, you know, for the, for the Lord's Supper, so it must be okay. Well, we understand that God put things in, in Exodus 12 that he says you gotta, you're going to sweep your house of these things in Exodus twelve thirteen. The blood's going to be a sign for you on your houses. But but he's talking about verse fifteen. Seven days you shall you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses, and whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. And so from the fourteenth to the twenty-first, every single time, like there's there's no leaven. And so a question that that you might have that we might have today, God in His infinite wisdom and His precision, He answered that. And and put things in place as as what would be holding that that rifle steady because you can put you can put a four thousand dollar or ten thousand dollar precise gun with a with a eight thousand dollar scope on that thing, but you put it in the hands of an eight year old, he's not going to be able to hold it steady. That's right. And so when you put things, but whenever you put things in that eight year old's life that are steady, when you put that vice that's there. That whenever he's eight, he can't move from that, and That's so right. so if he moves from it, we're going to discipline him. If he if he moves if he moves things that are gonna that are gonna take his life off, because so you think about disciplining your kids, the Bible's very clear about these things. That the Bible doesn't say uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. That's actually not a. a of verbatim scripture the principles there right but he who he who hates he who uh you know does not discipline his son it says he hates him right and so we have to we have to be precise in that eight-year-old's life so that whenever he's 24 he's going to remember the the ways that he was trained and brought up those things that were but he still has to be precise. He days. has to be precise in those times, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, you, you think about this. You don't – you see the movies where the guy grabs his 9 millimeter with a 3-inch barrel on it and he shoots somebody 80 yards away yeah, right. through a windshield. Yeah, right. You, you know what I mean? That just don't happen. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd be lucky to hit the, the door at the, from one end of the hall – I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the bottom pane of the glass from one end of the church building to the other yeah. down there. I mean, right. it's, just, it's just the nature of things. And so – You know, you're just not going to – you can't expect things to perform outside of their – the reason why you have a 28-inch barrel on a sniper rifle is because the longer the barrel, the straighter it's going to fly. Yeah. You can't do that with a 3-inch barrel. Mm -hmm. It goes back to that trajectory thing. You can't expect it. If a guy hits somebody at 50 or 75 yards with a a 9-millimeter that he shoots out of his hand – he got lucky. Yeah, right. I mean, if he shoots him, you know, you shoot a bullseye at at a hundred yards, you right. just got lucky. You
0: yeah, know? the guy, uh, Iraq veteran eighty eight eighty eight he he shoots. Um, he was shooting with a sixteen inch barrel, and he's like, I'm, he was hitting, he was hitting. uh Targets at four hundred yards with a nine millimeter, but it was because his barrel was right, and he was right. he was going through the right mechanics.
1: Yeah, you're not going to go down the academy and get a Glock, you know, forty eight or yeah. or forty three is a short one. You know, mm-hmm. you go down, you're not going to go down the academy and get a Glock forty three and start pumping rounds out at one hundred. You're just not going to do it. It's uh-uh. just not going to help work that way off the shelf. And you know, there's this really awesome verse in Isaiah thirty five, and you know, Isaiah is this prophetic. You know, he talks so much about the church and the Messiah and mm-hmm. all these things, and so he talks about why he, we go back to kind of I reckon wrap it up with the stormtrooper yeah, analogy, mm-hmm. right? So in Isaiah thirty-five, he's talking about this idea that this future point when Zion, the glory of Zion, he's talking about the church, right? Isaiah two—that's how we know that he's talking about the church—is from Isaiah two, and the the Zion is always likened to this like perfect place, right? The church is this perfect place, right? And so. This is how you know that he's talking about the future. Then the eyes of the blind, verse 5, shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer. The tongue of the dumb shall sing. Waters burst forth from the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground became a pool, becomes a pool. The thirsty land springs of water. In the habitations of jackal where each lay, there shall be grass with reeds and rushes. All these things about like... The, the church and the ideal, mm-hmm. right? This is like, you know, the the. are there living waters flowing out of it? everybody? No, no, but it is out of the church.
0: Right, and then here comes verse 8.
1: And then here's verse 8. A highway shall mm-hmm. be there, and a road. That's the leading, right? And that's being precise. And a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool... Shall not go astray. So it's not like something you're going to accidentally stumble on and be like, well,
0: mm-hmm.
1: "Look at here, I made it on accident." That's not what he, yeah. That's that's not what he's but saying. If,
0: but even if someone starts off as a fool, if he'll get on that road, like he's that road's not going to lead him astray.
1: Yep, and it says the unclean shall not pass over it. So it's not going to. It's not a road that you're going to find accidentally. Yeah, you gonna. That's why Matthew seven when Jesus you use this analogy that narrow is the way that leads eternal life. And few are there that are precise and looking for it.
0: And, and that's, and that's something you have to remember too, when you're living your life and this is the beginning of the year and you're going back to school and I've got kids in our own youth group, that are coming off a of spiritual high being an exposure. And they're talking to me about saying, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm afraid going back to school that, that I'm not going to be the person that I truly want to be. And, and so they're you know, we're talking about putting those precise things in their lives those are the same things that concerns
1: every faithful Christian,
0: and and when and so what you have to remember that is that if you're in school or you're at your workplace or whatever, the highway and the standards that you put, not everybody's going to adhere to it. Not everybody's going to be on that highway, and in fact, you may be the only one who's on that highway. But stick on that thing because man, it's worth it in the end. God needs some long shots, Amen. And and, and the long shot is not a a far fetched uh, long shot. It's one that can be made with precision. And guess what? When you, when when you're missing that mark and, and it's a 600-yard shot and and you're off by an inch or you're off by whatever it is, you know, Jesus he's going to that grace is going to bring you back. You 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 put those things in place and man, he's going to he's going to pull you to the target. This is the Unscripted.